Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, Fight Fans, we are back with the Combat Cast. Jevin Rooney, tell me what we got coming up first with you. Anything? All right, February 11th, UFC 284, Makachev versus Volkanovski. Back to pay-per-view. We are very excited for that one. And then February 18th, uh, we're going to the Apex for UFC Fight Night Vera versus Sandhagen. Uh, yeah, that that main event is absolutely fantastic. And then February 25th, UFC Fight Night Krylov versus Span. That'll be at the Apex as well. That will be a banger as well, just because of the styles of those two. They will definitely. Yeah, be. and in that small cage at the Apex too. Um, I, yeah, I'm excited for that one too. All right, let's yeah. uh, let's start with the news today. So we'll get into our what's around the ring. So. First thing I want to talk about, very excited and disappointed at the same time. Uh, my two favorite UFC featherweight fighters are going to be uh, squaring off against each other. Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen is being targeted for UFC fight night on April 15th. What do you think yeah, about this matchup? That's going to be a banger. Um, it's actually really great matchmaking other than the fact that it's uh, two of our favorites. I mean, Arnold Allen has just looked fantastic in um, all his other fights. He's got a long win streak going right now. Um, Max Holloway's the best of the best, though, with the exception of Volkanovski. I don't think anybody's looked like they can stop uh, Max Holloway. Um, look at all his other performances. It's not even close. Like, Holloway is just light years better than everybody else that he's been in there with. Um you know, you could argue guys like Yair and Ortega were always like kind of close and right there, but so far, like Holloway's just been that guy with the exception of Volkanovski. So, this is Arnold Allen's like toughest test. I mean, God, would uh, Volkanovski going to fight uh, Makachev for the lightweight title? If I was him, I would hope Volkanovski would have got a win, and I would have hoped they would have like. Maybe book me with Emmett or somebody, maybe for, you know, the vacant. Not nothing against Emmett, but, like, this is, like, the toughest matchup to get with no championship, like, on the line. Right. I think uh, I agree with you. Very tough matchup for Arnold. But I think he's undefeated, right? And, you know, the confidence he must have, I'm sure he is not concerned about fighting Max Hall. I'm sure he understands it's a difficult task, but... uh, I bet he's very confident that he can get the win. Maybe he thinks he's catching Max on the downturn of his career. You know, he's been around for a long time. A lot of uh, tough wars. Um, the last two fights against Vulcan or the last fight against Volkanovski definitely did not look like uh, he was on his best game. So maybe he had an off night. That's what I'm hoping for. 
Um, I can't root against Max Holloway. I know I picked Arnold Allen to be my, you know, fighter of the year or whatever. And yeah. this was a possible matchup, but I, I can't pick against Max Holloway. So yeah. Vera Sanhagen too. I just bring that up. Cause you'd mentioned that is we're going to have a lot of like good, strong top contenders fighting each other in the next few weeks. Um, and it's a very interesting time in the UFC and some of these lighter weight classes to see how uh, some of these fights play out. Right. All right, we'll move on to our next uh, piece of news. Laura Sanko is making her UFC color commentary debut on Saturday. Good for her. A knowledgeable uh, person when it comes to MMA, passionate person when it comes to MMA. If you ever listen to her talk, uh, she's fought before. She's done commentary before for Invicta. She's been a real... um, I don't know. I don't want to overstate it by saying pioneer, but like she's been definitely a strong force in women's MMA, like behind the scenes and stuff. Um, she has great good. insight in her post-fight interviews um, yeah. when it came to you know contender series and all that as well. Too, she's definitely knowledgeable about the sport. It's nice to see her getting a, an opportunity. Yeah, this is good, and I mean, uh, it's great PR for the UFC too. It's something probably, um, you know. I don't want to say uh, over like it's always great to put the most talented people in the most talented, you know, in, in the best positions. But she's talented, so right. this is a great move. Right, give her an opportunity for sure. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming. Hey, actually, yes. I do have to say something because this just popped in my head. And I'm curious, and this is maybe a little bit of the pessimistic side in me. Any coincidence, the timing of this after Dana hit his wife that now we're putting women in the top position? I don't, you know. It's possible, but... She deserves it. So. Yeah, I think it's been a long time coming. I think it's overdue, really, at this point. Um, is it possible that, you know, this was the straw that broke the camel's back to put it in there? Then, you know, so be it. It's good for Laura Sanko. So, yeah. I mean, DFC can take whatever you know, good publicity that they will come their way right now. So sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. We won't, we don't have to go into it too deeply, but another, uh, you know, week of power slap league and a lot of outrage on the internet where outrage thrives, but uh, (laughs) I, I don't see it sticking around too, too much longer. No, I think their audience actually grew a little bit this past week, believe it or not. People but are interested. In, I think yeah, all the negative talk, show. actually, yeah, actually gets people looking at it. But I just don't think it's got many legs. I just don't think it's, um, I don't know. I think it kind of reminds me of um, back when it used to be like the Nashville Network or, you know, like even Spike TV to a point, And it was just like there's very specific genre mm-hmm. and um UFC would have thrived on those situations too, but UFC had enough legs to be an actual sport where you had all this, you know, these guys, I don't want to, I hate knocking the individuals so bad that are doing this, but they kind of just look like guys you would find tough guys at a bar, a tough man competition or something. Right. Well, that's what people said about the UFC when it started too, but I agree with you. I just think that this is a step too far, like a line too far. You know, the fact that they we've talked about this before, the fact that they are not allowed to defend themselves right. makes it barbaric in a way that, you know, cage fighting isn't. So, yeah, absolutely. 
one one other piece of news we don't have on the on the list, but um, possible talks about Conor McGregor and Tony Ferguson as ultimate fighter coaches. What do you think about uh, that? Would that bring you back to watching the show? Maybe. I mean, let's talk about like two like giant personalities, right? Um, yeah, it's gonna be hard for me to watch that show, honestly. Um, but uh, I. You never know. I mean, because they could definitely make some good TV with that. Um, and a good fight to make would be Fogus, Ferguson and McGregor because it would be a big payday fight. And at the same time, two guys that are on losing streaks that are getting up there in their career that probably this would probably be the fight to make, honestly. Winnable fight for Connor, which obviously yeah. the USC would want him to win. Yeah. Tony has become increasingly more hittable. Right. Um, and, and he doesn't wear the damage quite as well as he used to. Still one of the toughest guys ever. Uh, but he, he does get hit. It also uh, gives Connor time before the fight. Obviously, he's on a lot of juice right now. I don't know um, what to expect with Connor anymore, honestly, too. Right. But yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Who knows? In all aspects of life. Don't know oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, interesting. If it does happen, I probably won't watch it, but I'll watch all the Instagram and yeah. YouTube shorts that come through, like clips of the show for sure. Absolutely, because yeah. there will be a lot of sound bites and whatnot from that. I'll probably do the best ratings that show has done in a long time. Oh yeah, well, bar's not set too high on that one, but yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Bellator 290, which arguably might have the better fights of the uh, weekend. So yeah. uh, let's start from uh, we're only going to talk about three fights. Um, so the first one we're going to talk about uh, Sabah Hamasi versus uh, local to us uh, fighter Brennan Ward, friend of the show, Sean Shamrock's good friend, Brennan Ward. Yeah. Brennan Ward, I mean, uh, this fucking dude, he loves to bang. He loves to hit hard. Um, I think both these guys do. So it mm-hmm. should be uh, fireworks for sure. Uh, of course, got to go with the local guy. So hopefully Brendan knocks him out. I have a feeling like this one might end early because the way these two fight. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to make picks, but I'll go with Ward. Uh, I'll go round two. I'll say both these guys are tough enough to make it out of the first round, but because of their style, like somebody's getting finished. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, Ward had some issues, uh, you know, lost a few fights back in 2017. He took some time off and came back to Bellator in 2022 with two TKO wins. He looked great. So um, I'm going to go with him. Obviously, we're biased, but Hamasi is a tough guy. This should be a very exciting fight either way. But I think Brandon Ward gets it done. I'll, I'm going to agree with you round two TKO. Stylistically, it's a good fight. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we won't talk too much about it, but undefeated Johnny Eblen is defending his middleweight uh, belt, which he won off of Gegard Mousasi um, uh, versus Anatoly Tokov. I don't know know too much about Tokov. I don't know. Yeah, Eblen looked so fantastic last time to do what he did to Mousasi. Unless Mousasi, that was just his night where he's just on the downcline, which we had never seen any indication before that. Right. Anything Musasi had improved at different points in his career. Um, and Eblin, 
I think this guy's a star, like on the future, possibly. Again, to have what is it like nine, ten fights? Twelve. You know? I think he's twelve and zero now. Twelve and zero now. Yeah. So he was eleven. Oh, so Jesus. So, um, yeah. Going into this, then uh, I'll keep keep the train rolling. Johnny Eblen gets it done, and um, definitely wonder where this guy's career is headed. Like, you know, will he be in Bellator? Will he be UFC bound? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Right. I, I agree. I would say uh, Anatoly's advantage would be experience, but. Who has more experience than Gegard? Nobody. So uh, the fact that Johnny Emblood was able to weather that, um, stay calm, and uh, be, uh, you know, maybe one of the best fighters of all time in Gegard Musasi, definitely one of the most underrated. Um, I think he's uh, might be middleweight champ for a while. You know, you never know with these younger guys when they don't have a lot of experience. You're not sure about their consistency, but if he can put on a performance like he did against Gegard, he's going to be very tough to beat. No doubt. Um, and I just want to add this in there, too, because I was just thinking about it. Like, man, I I don't remember if anybody's done this yet. I don't think they have. I'd love to see a guy like Eblin just go undefeated in Bellator and then maybe go to the PFL, win those tournaments a couple times, you know, maybe fight a rising and then be undefeated and then fight in the UFC someday. Like, you know, I, I'd like to see somebody kind of conquer the rest of them and then head to the UFC. Like, that would be very exciting. You know, I don't know if that's what's going to happen with this guy, but you know, like, I, I, I think if he keeps winning, he's going to be one of those faces of Bellator. Bellator is going to pay him very well and do everything they can to hold on to him. uh, Similar to what they did to Michael Chandler for many, many years. So it'll be tough. Um, I don't see the draw for PFL because I assume, you know, if he's not right now soon, he will be making enough money where, you know, that million dollar prize won't be worth it, but that would be nice to see eventually someone trying to make the, make the circuit, make the triad of belts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then main event of this Bellator 290 card is Ryan Bader versus Fedor Emelianco two. This will be Fedor's final fight in MMA. You know, uh, I remember a couple of years ago, Fedor just looking really bad and uh, he came back and he started winning, some fights, but he's obviously older. And Bader, uh, these two have fought before. Bader clipped him and, um, you know, won and won convincingly because of the speed advantage. But, you know, Bader hasn't fought too much in a while. Um, so you never really know. Like, I remember when Ortiz and Liddell fought not too long ago. Liddell had dominated Ortiz, uh, you know, most of their careers when they fought. You know, it was undefeated against Ortiz. And then they were both older, but because Liddell aged worse than Ortiz. Ortiz stopped him and or you know, Liddell did look horrible. So what I'm saying is you never really know. Like my money says based off prior fights, this should be Ryan Bader, the speed and you know should be enough to say, but you never know at this point in their career how bad you know one of the other fighters might be aging and it's heavyweight so you never know you know if someone might Bader could definitely catch him. Uh that being said I think the smart money on this one will be Ryan Bader. Um, I'll say he uses wrestling and strikes to eventually get him down and stop him. TKO two round two. Yeah, I, I think Ryan is probably the smart pick for this for all the reasons that you said. But I think Fedor is a big moment fighter, um, yeah. and, and obviously last fight of his career. I can see him being one of the few guys that goes out with a win. Yeah. Um, just an absolute legend. You know, arguably the best heavyweight fighter of all time um, in some people's eyes. 
I don't see it that way, but I, I he is up there with you know excellent excellent uh fighter for sure just a legend of the sport so i i think uh, i'm gonna lean towards him to get it done i'll say he gets a ko um say later in the fight he's gonna get taken down a few times he has that great sambo maybe threatens a few submissions uh gets up and then clips ryan i'll say round four tko absolutely sounds good all right let's get into this uh UFC card. So this card's going to be main event time 1 a.m. on Saturday, February 5th. This fight card was supposed to be in South Korea, but then uh Korean Zombie got hurt, so um they moved the entire card back to Las Vegas and they're making all these Korean fighters come fight in Vegas. But they have that time slot so they're going to stick with that time slot for TV. Mm. So uh, not too many exciting big name uh, prelims. So we're just going to get right into the main event here. So a lot of tough names on this one. So you'll have to forgive me, guys. But mm-hmm. Yusaka Kinoshida versus Adam Fuget. I'm glad you did that one. I almost... Called him Kino Shida, so <laughs> I did not. All right, uh, Kino Shida is six and one, four KOs, two subs. Uh, Fuget is eight and three, four KOs, three subs, one decision. Um, you know, I've seen Fuget fight a few times. He's tough. Uh, Kino Shida uh, coming off a win of a contender series before he got here too. Um, I like his chances. Um, just some of the stuff I've seen and reading up about him. I'll go Kenoshita. Um I'll say he gets it done. I'll say KO. And just because it's been a popular pick from today, round two. Yeah. Like you said, Kenoshita is making his USA debut after the contender series. He got a TKO in his fight on the contender series. And Fuget is looking to get his first UFC win after losing a TKO loss in his debut. So, um, that makes him somewhat dangerous, you know, because it's possible you lose two and you're out at that stage. But I, I think this will be a close fight. I'm going to go with Kinoshita uh, by decision. There we go. All right. So let's move on to a fight I am very excited for. <laughs> uh, Do Ho Choi, the Korean Superboy, versus Kyle Nelson. Do Ho Choi has been a fun fan favorite for a while. He's 14 and 4. 11 KOs, one sub, two decision. As you see, he loves to go for finishes. Uh, now, what is interesting, though, he has lost three in a row to good competition, but 2016, 2018, 2019, I believe uh, some of that was the military service he had to fulfill. Is that correct? I, I think that's why he hasn't fought since 2019. Right. Yeah, mandatory military service in Korea, I believe. Yeah. But that's a long. That's a lot of inactivity in between fights. Um, but so he we'll is see. young too. He, he's yeah. a young guy. So we'll see how that affects him. Though Kyle Nelson, thirteen and five, five KOs, four subs, four decisions, uh, lost two in a row, and he's one and four in the UFC. I feel like this is a fight for Duho Choi to come back in. We're setting him up. I think he gets it done. I like Duho Choi. I'm gonna go round one KO. Yeah. Uh, so. One of those three losses that you were talking about, his three straight losses, was one of 
the most exciting fights of all time in 2016 against Cub Swanson. He lost a decision, but he had Cub hurt multiple times in that fight, and Cub had him hurt multiple times in that fight as well. Um, that that really could have gone either way. But two losses since then, I, I believe they're both TKO losses since then. Uh, did that fight you know, wear on his chin? And if so, did that time off um, that he has had help that chin come back? Um, as far as Kyle Nelson, I'm a little bit surprised he's still in the UFC. Uh, he's one in four in the UFC. So you're pretty lucky if you get to that point. If he loses this fight, he's for sure out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the UFC, I agree with you, is probably setting Duho Choi up for a win and you know making it tough on Kyle Nelson. But um, with that being said, Kyle Nelson's pretty well-rounded. Duho Choi does put himself in danger being a brawler, so he could get caught. Um, I'm interested to see how much the Korean Superboy has evolved in his time away, and, and I think I'm going to go with him. I'm going to say that he's improved. Um, he's going to be looking better than ever, and I, I'm going to say he gets a KO in round two. All right. All right. Oh, shout out to Thomas Manzero, too, uh, who... Uh... Shout out to Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the next fight. Marcin Tibera versus Blagoy Ivanov. All right. Tibera, 23 and 7, 9 KOs, 6 subs, uh, 8 decisions. And then uh, Ivanov here, he's 19, 4 and 1, 6 KOs, 6 subs, 7 decisions. Ivanov, he's a former World Series of Fighting heavyweight champion, by the way. And he was also a PFL heavyweight champion when they went over to PFL. PFL. Uh, he was also a uh, runner-up in uh, Bellator Season 10 heavyweight tournament when Bellator used to do tournaments. This is a guy who's been around the block, is my point. He's had a lot of fight experience. Um, Tiberio, I think he's, I don't know. I think maybe in the UFC, he's been a little more impressive to me out of the two. Uh, so I like uh, Tiberio. Um, I'm going to say this is heavyweights. And uh, you know what? I hate to say it. I don't think we're going to get the KO, though. I think these two have been around a little too long. And it might not be the most exciting, eye-pleasing fight. But I say Tibera. Actually, if it's going to go to decision, I think I'm going to go with Ivanov. Ivanov? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Blagoy lost a split decision to Black Beast in 2019. Mm-hmm. So I just think that that's insane that his chin can hold up to Black Beast for yeah. three rounds. Um, you know, the, the man also has been stabbed in the heart and survived. So he, he is the toughest of the tough for sure. I think skill wise, Marcin is the better fighter. He's more well-rounded, but uh, type, uh, but Blagoy just seems to find a way to win mm-hmm. all the time. So I'm going to go with him. Uh, but I agree with you. I don't think we're going to get a finish. I think I see Blagoy winning by decision. A very close decision. I wouldn't be surprised if it went either way. But I'm going to say decision for Blagoy even off. So I think Thomas is looking for that early finish there. So I don't know if we're going to see it, though. I mean, we could. But I, I have a feeling like you're right. When you talk about being able to survive with the Black Beast, I think this might go to the decision. So, but hey, what do we know, right? We're just <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, Daun Chung versus Devin Clark. All right, 
Daun Dung, as uh, a name I'm not too familiar with, but he's 15, 3 and 1, 11 KOs, two subs, two decisions. It's 4 1 and 1 in the UFC. So this guy has definitely got it done. Devin Clark is 13 and 7, four KOs, one subs, eight decision. But Devin Clark has lost three out of his last four mm-hmm. right now. Um, I think this is another one where Jung is actually trying to, we're trying to set him up for success here. Um, 11 KOs too. I like it. I like Jung. I think he's going to get it done. I think let's go back to round two and it's going to be a TKO. Yeah. Like you said, Devin's been on a bit of a slide other than his stellar KO of William Knight that he had last Mm. year. Um, He always looks good in his fights, but he is susceptible to getting rocked. Once he gets touched, he's instantly in danger in all of his fights. And this is not a guy that you want to be matched up against in that scenario. So um, he's very tough and powerful. Uh, I like Jung KO round one. Round one. Okay. Yeah. There we go. All right. We're going to move on to our main event. A couple more uh, heavyweights. This is a rebooked fight. Hopefully, Derek Lewis doesn't get a tummy ache this time. <laughs> this will be Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. Derek Lewis has just been, uh, unfortunately, not been able to rise to the occasion in his last several fights. But Lewis is 26 and 10 uh, with one draw, I believe, in there. 21 KOs, uh, one sub. I like to know who Derek Lewis subbed. <laughs> Four decisions. <laughs> um, he's got most knockouts in UFC history, most knockouts in heavyweight division. Um, he's had like performance tonight four times, fight it tonight three times. Spivak, though, 15 and three, seven KOs, six subs, two decisions, and he's won five out of his last six. Derek Lewis looks in phenomenal shape from the stuff I've seen coming into this. He is my sentimental favorite. I want to see that this is going to be the Lewis who takes this career seriously now, and he's going to be a different level. But until I see that, I will go off of what I know. And Spivak just looks like the well, more well-rounded fighter. So I like Spivak. Um, and if we've seen anything, Lewis doesn't usually like to lose by decision. So he will probably get tired at some point and get KO'd. I'll say Derek will be strong enough to last a little bit later, round three. Yeah, I agree with you. Spivak has the better skill set for sure but um is it possible that that derek is taking his training more serious and we saw that picture where he looked uh quite a bit slimmer more in in shape um that could be a good omen for him going forward but i think the real thing of this fight is although spivak is more well-rounded i think Fight IQ wise, he's gonna engage with Derek striking. I think the path to victory for him is to just take him down. And obviously, Derek's gonna get back up because he's just so powerful. Just keep taking him down and wearing him out until he's tired, and then hit him a few times and he'll quit. Um, that's usually the go to code, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I see Spivak, you know, engaging with Derek a little bit. He feels fancies himself a striker. Um, I think he gets caught because it only takes one punch from Black Beast, and and I think that punch is going to land. I'm going to say round two KO for Black Beast. Oh wow! Okay, so uh, Chevy's picking up. I'm going to agree with Thomas in the comments here. 
Uh, he says, I trust Spivak on this one. He's got so many tools, and Lewis just has the KO power in his opinion. I'm going to also say my buddy Pete, who's known for picking with his heart and picks a little wild, did pick Tarek Lewis in round one. He also told me to be spitting backfist. I've never seen Tarek Lewis throw a spitting backfist in my life. More likely to be some spinning kick because he's yeah. throwing those, but yeah. So Pete's pick of the week is Tarek Lewis spitting backfist round one. We will not see that probably, but I don't know about that one, Pete. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Thomas, I'm going to agree with you. I think that is the safe bet. I think Spivak does just have too many tools here, like we said, but Chevy, you're right. And Lewis always has that KO power. And what kind of Derek Lewis will we see show up? That will be interesting when all is said and done. But I say the safe bet is on Spivak. I hope Derek wins. And I hope that Laura Sanko is the one that does the in cage <laughs> uh, post fight interviews, because I think that that would be entertaining. So yeah, those two could be money together for sure. Yeah. All right, let's uh, round it up. Uh, tell people we got coming up one more time. All right, February 11th, we'll be previewing UFC 284 Makachev versus Volkanovski. Then we'll be moving on to February 18th, UFC Fight Night, Vera versus Sandhagen. Very excited for that main event. And then the end of the month, February 25th, UFC Fight Night, Krylov versus Span. Awesome. And Thomas, good luck with your bets, sir. Yeah, good luck, Thomas. uh, Thanks to Thomas and everybody. Uh, tuning in today we appreciate you and we will see you next week enjoy the fights everybody all right so that wraps us up for this week thank you again for listening to the working fans podcast so as always you can find us on twitter at fans working our facebook page is working fans wrestling pod we have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also that's working fans wrestling pod at gmail.com follow us on instagram working fans wrestling underscore pod and then as always please Continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every day.